How, though, can I give any true picture of the fear that pursued me now? For I knew from what both Armstrong and Uncle Constance had said that there was real danger, that it was no hysterical fancy of mine or ill-digested dream. It made it worse that Uncle Robert was now no more seen. He was sick, he kept within his tower, cared for by his old wizened manservant. And so, being nowhere, he was everywhere. I stayed with Armstrong when I could, but a kind of pride prevented me from clinging like a girl to his coat. A deathly silence seemed to fall about the place. No one laughed or sang, no dog barked, no bird sang. Two days before Christmas, an iron frost came to grip the land. The fields were rigid, the sky itself seemed to be frozen grey, and under the olive clouds, Scarfell and Gable were black. Christmas Eve came. On that morning, I remember, I was trying to draw some childish picture of one of Mrs. Radcliffe's scenes, when the double doors unfolded and Uncle Robert stood there. He stood there, bent, shriveled, his long grey locks falling over his collar, his bushy eyebrows thrust forward. He wore his old green suit, and on his finger gleamed his heavy red ring. I was frightened, of course, but also I was touched with pity. He looked so old, so frail, so small in this large empty house. I sprang up. Uncle Robert, I asked timidly, are you better? He bent still lower until he was almost on his hands and feet. And then he looked up at me, and his yellow teeth were bared, almost as an animal snarls. Then the doors closed again. The slow, stealthy grey afternoon came at last. I walked with Armstrong to Gosforth village on some business that he had. We said no word of any matter at the hall. I told him he has reminded me of how fond I was of him, and that I wanted to be with him always, and he answered that perhaps it might be so, little knowing how true that prophecy was to stand. Like all children, I had a great capacity for forgetting the atmosphere that I was not at that moment in, and I walked beside Bob along the frozen roads, with some of my fears surrendered. But not for long. It was dark when I came into the long yellow drawing-room. I could hear the bells of Gosforth Church pealing as I passed from the anteroom. A moment later there came a shrill, terrified cry. Who's that? Who is it? It was Uncle Constance, who was standing in front of the yellow silk window curtains, staring at the dusk. I went over to him, and he held me close to him. Listen, he whispered. What can you hear? The double doors through which I had come were half open. At first I could hear nothing but the clocks, the very faint rumble of a cart on the frozen road. There was no wind. My uncle's fingers gripped my shoulder. Listen, he said again. And now I heard. <laughs>